Amen. God is good. And all the time. Well, today we're going to do stuff a little differently. This is called a participatory sermon. You know what that means? What does it mean? You participate, right? It's not a trick question uh, with that. And so there are going to be several questions I ask that I'm going to need you to answer. Even though you've got your mask on, you've got to speak a little loud. Here's the first question. What do you see? A dot, a black dot? Somebody else, what do you see? A target? Ooh. What else do you see? All right, that's good, Army. Good, you're, you're, you're headed in the right direction. And somebody else said something. Black hole. Black hole. <laughs> what else do you see? A people, it could be. I'll be selling this after the service so to, the, to the highest bidder, whoever. Well, I'll even sign it for you for an extra charge. But Often, when we look at this piece of paper, what do we focus on? But the dot. We focus on the center. But if you look at the, what is all around the dot, Army? The white paper that you said. It's kind of like our life, right? If, if we begin to focus on the dark spots in our life, they begin to permeate our mind and, and they begin to bleed into the white. And before long, it feels like our whole life, if this paper was our life, our whole life is dark and overshadowed by that darkness. But when we begin to compare in actuality to all that has happened in our life, the darkness, though it's dominant, it is so small compared to all the other white light space around it. I really believe that when we begin to look beyond that darkness, that we can see and celebrate the blessings in which we have experienced amid it, amidst it. That truly we can celebrate God's blessings amidst poverty and pandemic. And we'll seek to do that in our several weeks together through the story of the widow's offering. So if you're online, I invite you to go get your Bibles now. Or I hope you got it with you. If you're here in person, let us turn together to our scripture out of Mark. The Gospel of Mark, chapter 12, verses 41 through 44. Mark, chapter 12, verse 41. Let us look at it together this morning. Jesus sat down opposite the treasury and watched the crowd putting money into the treasury. Many rich people put in large sums. A poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which are worth a penny. Then he called his disciples and said to them, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the treasury. For all of them contributed out of their abundance. But she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. 
So look at the scripture today. What is one of the first things you recognize about the condition of the widow? This is the participatory part. She's poor. She's poor. Travis kind of already primed you for this. Where have you been impoverished over these past five or six months? Where have you yearned for something that you couldn't do, you couldn't see, you couldn't be? Where have you struggled? Where have you felt poverty or been impoverished? Respond. Society? Wow, friends. Family. Community. Fellowship. Where else? I think if we're honest, I think if we really begin to dig in and look at those areas in which we feel impoverished, that over these past months, we recognize that it's probably not just been over the past five or six months that we've been impoverished, but that in which we have been lacking perhaps has existed for many years previous. And there's something about this pandemic, it's something about the time that we've had, the reflections that we have gone through, whether we've had more time in the schedule, whether our time has been oriented elsewhere, that we begin to see those places of impoverishment have existed for a long time, and they have just really become, they are really just coming to the surface in a way that we've never experienced before. This is true, perhaps, in our life, in our area, in our work, in our school. It's true in the churches, too. I've had multiple conversations with friends this week, older and younger, those who serve a church and those who help churches, talking about the state of the church and where we are and perhaps where we are headed. It was interesting in talking in those conversations of identifying some of those struggles that churches are having. Some are obvious and some are probably not as obvious. But there's something about this time that has brought those issues to light and surface. But what was interesting in the conversation was just what I said earlier. Those issues have probably existed in the churches for years but it's just this pandemic that's brought them to the surface. And in order for the church to survive, they're going to have to deal with those issues. And that time might be difficult, but there truly is light at the end of the tunnel if they're willing to go through the hard work together. What about us? What about us in our life? What about the dark spot? Has it tended to overshadow and cause darkness and gloomness? among the rest of our life? We can focus on that, or we can also focus on the blessings. We can look at all that lighter space around the dark spot and recognize where we have experienced things that we didn't know, remember, or recognize. So what is it? Where is it? How is it that you've experienced blessings 
that perhaps you didn't know you already had, or maybe you have forgotten or you have rediscovered in a fresh way. Where have you seen or received blessings over these past months that you haven't recognized before or have forgotten? Participate. More time with quiet time. Come on now, I know you've seen more time with family, more time with children, less commitments in the evenings or other times in which you can spend together. Creative ways to connect with family. First service, somebody talked about neighbors, right? We've done that. We've gotten to know our neighbors a little bit better. Accomplished some projects that we wish we had time to do. Other blessings. Anybody? More reason to have genuine conversation. More reason for genuine conversation. Wow, enjoying outdoors more. I think Psalm 13 is an honest declaration of what we have likely experienced over these past months and also a reminder of what we have received. So I invite you to turn to Psalm 13 and let us read it together this morning. Psalm 13, verse 1. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I bear pain in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all day long? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and answer me, O Lord my God. Give light to my eyes or I will sleep the sleep of death. And my enemy will say, I have prevailed. My foes will rejoice because I am shaken. But... I trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. Keep your scripture open. Keep access to your scripture online. Be sure you got your Bible there with you. What's the condition of the psalmist in this scripture? What's his state? He's distraught. He's in despair. We see that right away. Look at verse 1. What's the, the first question it's asked? What's the first two words that he asked? How long? Anybody asked that question lately? Anybody been asking that question for the past six months? How long is this pandemic going to last? How long am I going to be in virtual school? How long am I going to teach virtually? How long am I going to be out of work? How long am I going to be sick? How long until I can travel? How long until I can see my family again? Right? We've asked that question over and over and over again. The psalmist asked that question. Look in the first two verses. How many times does he ask that question how long? Four times. 
we see that the psalmist, some believe it's David, we don't know exactly, but some see that the psalmist is in despair, or not some, you see that the psalmist is in despair with his relationship with God. He's in despair with the Lord. His heart is in anguish. He yearns to be free from this pain. Who would have ever thought in March? I know I didn't. Who would have ever thought in March that this would be September and we'd still be facing this pandemic? I was confident that school would start, we'd be back to normal. Maybe you weren't, so I'll give you credit there. But I really thought that we would be back, and I think that's been part of this struggle that we've been through, is we didn't know how long it would last, is there's no end in sight. I think if we knew it was the end of September, if we knew even it was Thanksgiving, and we could plan on that, and we could work around that, and we could say, I'll see you then at Christmas, it'd be all right. But it's that unknowing that has been so exhausting, and it's that unknowing that we have to creatively adapt Every day that wears us out. So what do we focus on? We focus on the black spot? Or we focus on all that lighter space around it? In verse 1, the author of the psalm feels that God has forgotten him. It's driving David, or it's driving the psalmist to despair. Can you relate? Have you been there? God has not forgotten David. God is not hiding from him. We have to be careful to not let our despair create a false reality. We clearly see the psalmist's despair. We see his despair with the Lord, but we also see the psalmist's despair with himself. Look at verse 2. Got your Bible still open or can you remember verse 2? Look at verse 2 there. How long must I bear pain in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all day long? Where is the psalmist turning for consolation? Inward. Looking Inward, seeking counsel in one's own soul, right? What do we do when we're in despair? What do we do when we're distraught? We, pretend, we, we usually tend to go inward. I don't know if that's because of fear. I don't know if it's lack of trust. I don't know if it's paranoia. I don't know if it's the needing to take control. But when the world's shaking all around us, we tend to draw in. But when we draw in and we look within our own soul, what happens? We begin to focus on that which is going wrong, and it begins to be a downward spiral. The more we think about it, the further down we go. We see that the psalmist is in despair with God and in despair with himself. We also see in verse 2 that the psalmist is in despair with others. Is in despair with others. Look at it. How long will my enemy be exalted over me? There's that question again. How long? I would say that David's dark spot here is despair. That despair is his dark spot as he's identified it. But what does David do or what does the psalmist do in verse 3? 
What does he begin to do? Appeal to the Lord. He begins to pray. He begins to be in conversation with the Lord. This is why I feel prayer is so vital discipline that we practice all the time. Because when do we often pray? It's when the world's shaking around us. It's when we're in despair. It's when we're distraught. It's when things seem to be falling apart or we don't know when it's all going to end. But when we pray all the time, and in those moments of despair and distraughtness and uncertainty, we can be certain that God is still there because we've known the times in prayer that He has been there. What happens? What happens when the darkness ultimately overshadows the light? What happens when the lights go out? We throw our hands up. We give up. Defeat. Death. Not really talking physical death. I'm talking spiritual death. Thursday night, Brooke had a really close soccer game. Her team was fighting and playing hard. And at the end of the regular session, it was four all. Overtime. Five minutes. You're hanging on to every kick and every possible goal. At the end of overtime, it's still for all. Second overtime, you're hanging on even more. It's for all, it's second overtime. And it goes to a shootout. Shootouts when five players from each team shoot it into the goal. It's the goalie and the, and the player. And they lost. Oh. We were crushed. They played so hard. We were hurt. We were upset. We were defeated, yet the defeat would not prevail and will not prevail. Right? We've been there. We've got to overcome the defeat, and they will. The psalmist in verse 5 overcomes the defeat and the despair. His trust is in the Lord. What? His trust is in who? His trust is in the Lord. And what of the Lord? What gift of the Lord? The love and salvation. We can always trust God's love and salvation. It's a solid promise that God gives us that is not conditional. And that cannot be taken away. As a result, what does the psalmist fear? Feel, but joy. Look at verse 6. The psalmist begins to sing. Why? Because I believe that he has discovered the blessings that the Lord has overcome. He discovers that the blessings that the Lord has given him and the light has overcome the darkness. He sees and remembers all that other space around the dark spot and spots that he has been through. David's despair. 
with the Lord. David's despair with himself and David's despair with others is now minimized in light of the bountiful blessing that's around him. The longer we're in this pandemic, the more likely we are to focus on the black spots in our life. Because even though they're painful, even though they hurt, even though they cause brokenness, we hold on to the only thing we can that we know. And our eyes begin to trick or mislead us. But we must look to the Lord. As we enter this season of stewardship, I hope you hear, and those online, I hope you hear me loud and clear that I acknowledge the pain and poverty that we have experienced during this pandemic. But I also challenge us. I also challenge you to name the blessings that you've also experienced and to celebrate them. And celebrate the one who has given them. To us. Henry David Thoreau said, It's not what you look at that matters, it's what you see. Think about that. It's not what you look at that matters, it's what you see. So as you look at the past six months of your life, as you look back even further over the rest of your life, what do you see? Do you see the black spots of despair? Or do you see the blessings and the light that has come from them? I believe, Emmanuel, I really believe that we can, like the psalmist says, celebrate God's blessings even among poverty and pandemic because the Lord has dealt bountifully with us, with you. Thanks be to God. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.